Welcome to Identity of Health. My name is Matt Rowe, the founder of Identity of Health, a certified health coach who was diagnosed with MS and found that MS was the greatest gift ever handed to me. If you are looking for inspiration and motivation, you are in the right place. During each episode, we are going to hear inspiring stories from those that have gone on to live incredible lives after they have been diagnosed with the disease, along with meeting those that are healing others and improving their patients' lives. Now come join me for your dose of inspiration. Welcome everyone to Identity of Health. And I wanna introduce Nikki Burnett. I've known Nikki for the past couple of years and she's a dear friend and absolutely incredible at what she does in helping individuals feel better with their lives. And you know, something we joke about and talk about is a lot of people don't know how good they could feel. So Nikki works with ambitious professionals to help them overcome hidden barriers to both health and success. What many people don't realize is challenges such as a chronic stress, brain fog, low energy, and stubborn chronic illnesses frequently have their root in unhealthy foods and unknown inflammatory conditions. She helps people tailor their food to their unique biochemical makeup and lifestyle needs so they can feel great thrive, and do more of what they love. Nikki, welcome so much to the, to the show. I am so excited to have you here. Thanks, Matt. No, this is fun. I always, always love doing shows with you. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's very nice of you to say. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I, I never thought I would actually be a personality on a podcast or a radio show. And then as I started doing them, I was like, man, I kind of like that. That's actually kind of, that's, that's a hell of a lot of fun. Yeah. I know, same thing. I never thought it would be something I would do either. And here we are. <laughs> and here we are once again. So yeah. Nikki, we talk a lot about human health. And as we met, we started to walk down the road. Now, Nikki and I run a show for pets because we are both passionate about pets. And we talk a lot about pet health in there and how best to feed your dog. But as we started to talk about human health, we started to have somewhat of a like-minded spirit as I run Identity of Health and I wrote the book, Identity of Health. And Nikki started talking to me about food and just blew me away with her knowledge and expertise and everything that she has. So we, like in our pre-show and what we started to talk about today a little bit, we started to talk about sugar and the gut response and that type of thing. And Nikki, I'd like you to lead the conversation a little bit what would you like, to, what do you think is the best place that we should start our conversation to help people? Well, so we all hear that, that health starts in the gut. So I think probably the conversation should start in the gut because that's, that's where, that's where we find that we have, we, we can have so many issues, whether it's dysbiosis, which is an imbalance of good bugs to bad bugs. Um, if there's a, you know, a, a, a leaky gut or, uh, a gut permeability issue, which uh, we right. can get into what that means and what that looks like, but basically it's an inflammatory response that then can in time create an autoimmune condition such as MS. So the gut mm. is, is of prime importance, but 
what we always have to do is ask the question why. So you have MS, why do you have MS? Uh, what's, uh, you know, there's inflammation going on somewhere. Why is there mm -hmm. inflammation? Well, there's probably um, an issue with gut permeability. Okay, why is there gut permeability? Uh, well, okay, so there might be an infection or there might be a trauma or there might be severe stress. There can be a number of triggers and then, and maybe multiple triggers that can create a situation where you present with whatever condition, in this case, MS, that you mm -hmm. might be, that, that could come up, right? So right. Uh, so that's kind of the, the place to start. And I'm happy to kind of go into what gut, gut permeability looks like or stop there if there's a question. Well, you know, you had started to talk about gut health. And I think in, I had mentioned this and probably so many times you're like, yeah, Matt, I've heard that story like 400 times. You can stop now. <laughs> um, is right, <laughs> right when I first got diagnosed or really before what was the indicator for me is I was starting to experience 25 to 30 stroke-like symptoms a day called TIAs. Yeah, it was maddening. And I and they were giving me heavy rounds of antibiotics due to a leg injury. And also I was eating, I wasn't watching what I ate. So I ate gluten, I ate all the foods that have glyphosate spread on all of them, which glyphosate was originally created to be an antibiotic. And so I was killing my gut microbiome. And then I started to research. I don't know what led me here, but I started to read books on it. And I started to study it in depth on the bugs within our body. And it's crazy to think that the, the, the good, bacteria, good bacteria in our bodies outnumber our cells 100 to 1. And even more so, I've even heard individuals say it's bigger than that. Yeah, and I'm not sure we absolutely know the answer, but yeah, it's it's a ton. And basically, when I talk to people, it's we're we're just bug carriers. It's really all we are. And so, if we're going to be carrying bugs around, then we want them to be happy. We want them to be healthy because they are our physical health, our mental and emotional health. And so, creating an, a, a, an environment where they thrive, which means we thrive. And these are bugs that are, you know, in inside outside all over us and we, mm -hmm. we need them and you want them to be happy yeah i like how you said you want them to be happy because they do they feed our brain they actually go up and when you take a look at the neurons in our stomach outnumber the neurons in our brain so when they talk about we have two brains inside of our body yeah our gut is that second brain that we have if this one's logical this one promotes our health and so as soon as I flipped and I started to repair my gut microbiome, the strokes went away. And the doctors, when I would tell them what I did, they're like, well, I'm glad it worked for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, shouldn't we tell other people? And they're like, nope, there's no science behind it. Well, there's science behind it. But she goes, there's really, you know, there's nothing that it's not what we were taught. It's true. And it's, it's sad. And, and we're also moving beyond that. I, I think, and I hope, and I pray, you know, we're moving mm. beyond the, the, that, that allopathic medicine, not, and, you know, not being on board and not understanding the science behind it. You know, we still have some of the, the old mindset, but um, you know, there's, there's so much data behind uh, the microbiome and there's so much data behind what we call gut permeability. There's mm. so much data behind you know, dys, dysbiosis and antibiotics. Um, and, and now 
we've got more and more data and you know the the true issue with glyphosate as um as basically an antibiotic right so if it if it kills the weeds and bugs in the ground it's going to kill the bugs in us right it just it, it will no matter what just like antibiotics do and then the fact that it is a, an incredibly toxic chemical, one of the many, by the way, we pick on glyphosate, which should be picked on, don't get me wrong, but there are many, many out there that are also a problem. And so yeah. glyphosate is one that finally we're like, okay, yes, it is a, car- a carcinogen <clears throat> and it's creating huge problems for people. But we can't just go and assume, okay, this is a this is a, a, a weed killer. It doesn't have glyphosate in it, so it's great and healthy unless it's vinegar or something, right? But if you just go and you buy a weed killer that's a chemical weed killer, you got to right. consider what it's doing to your environment, to your body, to your kids mm-hmm. that are on the ground, to your dogs that are walking on the ground. Um, that happens a lot. It's the same with plastics. I don't mean to get off to- topic too much, but it's still a toxin. And it's these these uh, BC BCPs. Anyway, by yeah BCPs, I can never say it. But the the point of it is, we pick on the one, and now there are more that might that are just as harmful, if not more harmful. And so we have to be super aware of all of these toxins, and and we can't we just keep nitpicking one, but then how many more are coming out that are just yeah. as bad or worse, you know? And so much of it is just in our water alone. I mean, the amount of plastic that we consume in our water, the amount of pharmaceuticals that we consume in our water. And this is something I think as Americans, we kind of think, oh yeah, it's safe. Our water is safe. We have nothing to worry about. I think there couldn't be anything farther from the truth. So you started to talk about gut permeability. Describe that for us a little bit, because I'm a little less versed on that. Yeah, it's such an interesting concept. Um, and the best way for me to describe it, and I'll do my best because I know that some, some of you will see this and some of you won't as it's a podcast. But if, you know, what I typically do is I'll put my hands really, really close together. So they're very tight together. And so I see that as um, our gut lining. So we have these tight junctions where our cells come together. Nothing is supposed to permeate that gut lining. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what what happens is there is a, it's a chemical, I think it's a protein, but it's called zonulin. Mm-hmm. And so it's normal, it's natural. And there are certain times when zonulin is elevated that it actually, it's, it, it, it opens up those cells. Um, and so okay. it pulls them apart, which creates a permeable situation, a gut perme- it was permeable gut situation. Mm-hmm. Now, because it's a normal natural process, in most cases, so I know it happens in pregnancy, can happen in other times throughout life, but it opens up and then it closes back down again and nothing mm-hmm. can get through. What happens though with chronic stress, with, with things like glyphosate, with, with gluten for, for a lot of people, I would say most people, um, maybe even dairy, certain drugs, alcohol, things like that, mm-hmm. is it creates a situation where, where zonulin is chronically elevated. So our gut lining is chronically permeable. When that happens, then the the things that are supposed to stay in the gut come out and get into the bloodstream. So could be bacteria, even if it's good bacteria, it could be bacteria, it can be yeast, it can be bad bacteria, it can Mm -hmm. be food particles. All of these things are getting through and getting into the bloodstream way too early. 
And so then there, the body's like, I don't know what this is. And I'm going to freak out a little bit, which is an immune response. Sure. And so it's, which creates an inflammatory response. And so over time, this is where often, you know, those you know, practitioners will say, this is the beginning of autoimmune diseases uh, because of that chronic inflammatory response. Right. So, you know, think of, um, you know, you can have just, you know, these, these really intense traumatic situations that can also create a, a response like this. You can have um, chronic stress, you can have chronically bad relationships, you know, all of these things that put the stress on the body. Right. Um, and so we look at it as lifestyle. It really is lifestyle. And most of the things I know we don't have a lot of control over, you know, really traumatic experiences, but for the most part, but the, our, our lifestyle, the way that we we deal with situations, the food that we put in our body, the amount of movement we do, whether it's too much or too little, mm-hmm. all of these things are really important in keeping the body, as you say, which, which is true in homeostasis or in balance and allowing all of the natural processes to happen. So if zonulin goes up, then it goes down. If inflammation goes up, there are processes that make the inflammation go down. Mm -hmm. And so we have chronically elevated zonulin, which creates chronically elevated or chronic inflammation. Mm -hmm. um, And this just, it's a, it's a downward spiral. And so then you have all the other things that go on top of it and, and they all feed off each other in a bad way, continuing that downward spiral. Does that make sense? It makes beautiful sense. <laughs> Thank you for explaining it in such a way that I could actually understand it. And so <laughs> that was just beautifully done. So yeah, I mean, when you look at it, and I love how you bring stress into that picture. So it's not just the foods that we eat. We can create that response by our stress. I mean, if you think of it in fight or flight response, I mean, we are basically gearing our bodies to either run really fast away from something or fight something. And so what happens when that lasts for an extended period of time? I think I did some research on myself and saying, how long did my stress last for? And I asked my wife and we talked about it. When did this happen? When did that happen? When did you notice this? And we determined that it had been 12 years that it had had perpetuated and just Mm -hmm. constant. You're really never allowing that body to hit back into that balanced state or that balanced level and then toxins in our environment. And as it got more and more and more, now to this today, I can't eat gluten. I have a terrible response when I eat gluten. I can't have dairy. There are other foods like, you know, if I have pork because of the way they treat our pigs and what is pork fed, when I have unconventional eggs, I notice an inflammatory response. So really my symptoms increase the more that I increase inflammation. And so when you look at like Dr. Terry Walls, or you look at like the paleo boss, or you look at this, all these people that have actually healed MS and actually are thriving now with MS and have gotten past it are the ones that remove all of those triggers. Right. You really have to. Um, Anybody with autoimmune disease should never ever whether you are in remission whether whether you believe it whether no matter what it is mm-hmm. those are the two things that anybody that i work with has no ms um, uh, hashimotos whatever the case may be you do not eat gluten and you do not eat dairy ever 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 there are no excuses mm-hmm. um now things happen and there are accidents that happen right nobody's expected yeah. to be absolutely perfect but understanding that that your body knows if you eat a tiny little crumb 
of gluten or dairy, the body will react. Even if we don't feel it, the body will react. So yep. we want to, we got to keep those antibodies um, in check. We don't want, and those, those are the things that will start to increase antibody uh, production and antibody activity. Mm -hmm. um, and also understanding there is, um, I, I love this. It's so interesting to me. There's the concept of molecular mimicry. Have you heard okay. this? Yes. Good, cool. So there are, there are, when we eat certain foods, and it depends on the situation, depends on the body part that's being attacked by the body, right? Because that's what autoimmune disease is. It's the body, right. uh, the, the immune system is just way out of whack, right? Mm -hmm. And it is hyperactive in attacking its own tissue. Mm -hmm. And so we can eat certain foods that the body sees as that body tissue. So if we eat those foods, then the antibody activity increases against our own tissues. And so it's yeah. one of the reasons why it's so important, you know, for one, those, those, you know, gluten is very inflammatory. Now, a caveat to that is it's today's gluten produced mostly in the United States with the glyphosate, with, with, you know, the pesticides and the herbicides, it's mm -hmm. genetically modified. It's not recognized by the body. There are all of these things that go into the wheat products or gluten products that we eat right. today. So gluten is also in rye. Gluten is, you know, in a, in a couple mm -hmm. of different types of grains. If you go, you go overseas, so you go to Europe, you will typically find your heirloom grains, which for people who only have sensitivities, so I'm not now talking about autoimmune disease, but only with sensitivities, they may not react to it, which is mm -hmm. great. Right. So this is right. a food that was grown, you know, in the ground, given to us by God, and it, the body knows what it is and how to utilize it. Um, yes. Unless, unless you have MS or any other autoimmune disease. And I would say you just never, ever eat it, no matter what, you don't want to take the chance. <laughs> yeah, no. And I'm going to say second, it is yeah. there really is no reason to do it because I don't want to feel that way. Like you, you get this terrible response. And once you become aware that, and you know, this is a lot of what I teach in my course in my class is that once you become aware that this actually is the reason for it happening, you can no longer hide from it. You can no longer say, oh, I'll just do it. You know, it's kind of like saying, I know racing my car at 9,000 RPM is going to blow up the engine but I'm going to do it anyhow. I mean, we would logically, we just don't want to put ourselves in that state. We don't want to make ourselves feel better or yeah. feel worse. And so we always, you know, we are always in that seeking. I want to feel good. I don't want to feel this way because we remember what it was like when we were kids growing up and we didn't have it or prior to a disease or prior to an autoimmune condition where our brains remember the past and we paint that picture of our past and we want to duplicate it again. So I love how you mentioned the mimicry because when you you're creating that, you know, that inflammatory and you're activating those antibodies to go after it, it doesn't just go after the food that you ate. It goes after the tissue. It goes after everything. Right. Yeah. And it can be brain tissue. It can be thyroid tissue. It can, mm -hmm. it can be, I mean, there, I do a, one of my favorite labs that I think is a great lab is a, a little bit of a predictor of okay. 
of autoimmune disease. It's not a diagnostic. I don't diagnose. I'm not a physician, but it is. It's a. It's more of a predictor. So it can pick mm -hmm. up early antibody activity, and it's it's really a big big panel because it can show all of the major antibody activity from head to toe. I'm sure that there are some that it that it doesn't pick up, but um, I don't know what those would be. But it's it's an amazing panel for anybody who is suffering. We're not making the progress that we think maybe we should, or I have a fertility client right now who we're dealing with some pretty intense things. Um, and we did that panel on her. And one of the things that you said a little while ago, when we're talking about food, there, there pork a lot of times, which is so interesting to me, but pork can be a good healthy food, but there are certain antibody activity situations for lack of a better word, um, where pork also can create that antibody activity. So eating mm -hmm. pork. So that's why, you know, testing can be such an amazing, it's, it's amazing for gathering data. It's amazing for opening your eyes. It's amazing for, for mm -hmm. seeing how your body's reacting. It's, it's, I tell people it's how it's talk, how your body talks to us, how it talks yeah. to me, on a piece of paper and how I'm able to tell you what it is that I think is best for you to do to, to avoid a situation. And really the beautiful thing about it too, when it comes to a test like this, that's a little more predictive as, as opposed to diagnostic mm -hmm. is it's almost like seeing the future. You're seeing mm -hmm. what could happen. It may not, especially now that we know what's going on and we can make the changes and do the things that, that, that won't allow for a situation, whether it's MS or any other autoimmune condition to, 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 to become what it could be, you know, full-blown right. MS, full-blown Hashimoto's, full-blown connective tissue diseases, you know, things like that. It's, mm -hmm. it, I, sorry, I geek out a little bit about it, but it's amazing it. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we do this stuff is because, yeah, as you start to understand the science, this is stuff that was not told to us. This right. is stuff that it really was, I'm going to put it as the unconventional side because we treat so much of our diseases with based on the symptoms. I have dizziness issues. I don't walk well. Okay, I can get you some braces for your legs. Or you know what, maybe you should be in a wheelchair. Maybe that'll help you. Maybe, you know what, if you have problem walking, just don't walk as much. And so let's get you this symptom or let's treat you, treat the symptom of not being able to walk very well. Here's they, this drug that affects you neurologically. Yeah. And potentially create something else. And then you get another drug because you're trying to cover up the symptom of the first drug. And right. it, 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 it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, and that's, that's how, yeah. again, it goes back to, it goes back to training. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 you know, nobody's truly at fault because we learn as we grow and as time moves on. But mm -hmm. what we're learning now is treating symptoms, covering up symptoms. And I need to be very clear that I don't treat again. I'm not a physician. I'm a nutritionist. Um, but as far as, as medicine's concerned, concerned, treating symptoms, um, is, is, is not the answer long-term. We might need to do drugs for a, a period of time and sometimes for an extended period of time. It depends on the situation. Drugs are not mm -hmm. the enemy. But when we, when we cover up symptoms using drugs, as opposed to looking for the root cause, yes. that's what functional nutrition is. That's what functional medicine mm -hmm. is. Look for the root cause, understand what that is. Could it be that your MS 
was created because of, as you, as you already stated, but you have um, this intense impact essentially on your gut with, oh, phone's ringing, with, um, with the antibiotics, mm -hmm. the intense amount of antibiotics with the glyphosate, the pesticides and the herbicides in your food, the sugar, right. which we haven't even talked about yet, the eating, the gluten, and then the stress in your life, all of these things, what did it do? It affected your gut. It increased mm -hmm. zonulin. You had, you had bugs that were not the right bugs. They are pathogenic. They're opportunistic. They grow out of control. Yep. It affects your immune system because your microbiome is 70% of your immune system. It affects your mental and emotional health because it is 90% of your serotonin production, which is your happy mm -hmm. neurotransmitter, right? So yeah. It's this, it just goes on and on and on and on to then you have, holy smokes, you're having 35 TIAs a day. Why is this happening? I don't understand. And right. we have to go back and we have to look at your history and not just say, oh, well, here's your blood thinner or whatever it is mm -hmm. that they gave you for the TIAs. So, yeah. Yeah, no, you make a great point because if we continue to mask the symptoms that we have, we start to not pay attention to the root cause or the reasons why this happened in the first place. And really where I think you with your clients, with my clients, with everything, even myself, one thing I realized, if I don't feel good, I want to know why I want to get down to the, to the actual start of the journey. When did it all begin? When did this road, when did I start making these steps going the wrong way? And if I want to start feeling better and somewhat reverse it, I've got to start taking the steps backwards. I mean, I can take bigger steps, but it's not like I say, oh, now I'm aware of it. Oh, I'll just stop doing this and everything's going to be fine. No, it took 12 years to get to this spot. It Please, may yeah. take me another 12 to get back, mm -hmm. hopefully not longer and hopefully much shorter but it's really, it's how disciplined I get to say, oh my gosh, yeah, when I eat this, I feel terrible. When I have dairy, I have these conditions that happen. And once I became aware of it, I'm like, no, I just, I don't, I don't want it. Yeah. And even when I'm with family now, and so this is another thing is when we have conversations with family members, we may feel shame or they may kind of put us in shame. Or I remember one family telling, telling me, you know, that's all fake, right? <gasps> what? I know. I know, Nikki. I know. I took a deep <gasps> breath and I said, stress and trauma. <laughs> you have no idea how I feel when I do it. So I can tell you it's not fake. I'm not making this up. This is not that's psychosomatic amazing. in my head something is happening to me when I do X. And when uh -huh. I studied it further and it, and it just got me even more curious and a little pissed off. And then when uh -huh. I stepped into that, then I was able to actually have a healthy conversation with a family member who had done that to me and say, okay, I understand you feel this way. I can't change how you feel, but this is what happened when you said this. Mm -hmm. This is a boundary. I don't want you to ever say that again to me. Because this is something I'm, I'm really taking my health into my own hands because no one else has answers for me right now. So yeah, when you start to step down this road, yeah, you might go through a period where your friends are like, oh, it'll just be a little bit. You'll be fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You know, you don't have to, you know, all this type of stuff. 
But really, when we start to step into that, we're like, no, 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 no. We, it, this is our bodies. This is our health. This is our life that mm-hmm. we live. And yeah. I love how you had said the serotonin levels start to decrease in that affected mood. Notice that. And so really all these things that came in, it really has now been a journey of, okay, how good could I feel again? Could yeah. I get back to the way I was? Right. I think an important point to make, um, and I say this through experience with, with a client I had mm-hmm. with, uh, have with rheumatoid arthritis, um, she was having severe debilitating flares. And mm-hmm. so we, we were able to get her to a place where she was feeling good. She was off the drugs. She was doing really well. Um, it was th- through food, through supplementation, you know, through um, you know, prayer and meditation and all of these things mm-hmm. that we talk about. But here's the kicker. When you start to feel better, you think, oh, I can go back to the way it was. Mm-hmm. And what we have to understand, especially with autoimmune disease, mm-hmm. is that just because you're feeling better doesn't mean there's still not stuff inflammation, things happening in the body that the body's trying to fight, antibody activity. Um, and so she had multiple, you know, go back and that would, there were multiple flares and it, it became difficult. And then at the same time, she's like, you know, beating herself up and that's not what I want either. I don't want the beat up, but it needs to be an understanding that when you get to the point of having an autoimmune condition, mm-hmm. very likely things will change for life in order for you to get to a place where you can continue to live life, to have a successful job, a successful family, you know, to, to build whatever it is that you're building in your life Mm -hmm. to be able to function. Well, you've got it. Sorry. My dinger on my, my computer keeps coming off. You're so totally fine. (laughs) If I, if I shut it off, then I can't hear you. So I have to leave it on. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so it's, it, it does require some accountability. It requires the want to feel good, the want to live a good, healthy, full life, the want yeah. to not, you know, have to live in a wheelchair to walk with, you know, uh, you know, some kind of help to be on the drugs. You know, you have to have your own motivation, whether it's your job or your family or your spouse or your community or, or all of the things that go into it. Yeah. There are changes that have to be made and will need to continue to be made. With yeah. that being said, I do think that there is a point over time. Could that be a year? Could that be 10 years? Nobody knows. But if you accidentally have, not accidentally, but if you have a cookie, will it totally throw you into a downward spiral? Possibly, but possibly not. And so mm-hmm. those are the things that, I mean, there are no definitive answers in any of this. Um, we just, you've got to learn your body, know your body and just want to, you've got to have the want to be the, be as good as you can be. Does that make sense? Oh, I thought it was, I think it's beautifully said. I mean, this is something I've said. I think MS was one of the greatest gifts ever handed to me because yeah. I became aware. I'm like, oh, that's what's in our food system. That's what's in our soils. That's what's in, this is how my body reacts. Even though in the past it didn't react as much, but it was just a matter of time. Yeah. So Nikki, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, this was awesome. 
like what you, the knowledge you just shared with us and what you gave, you actually gave me more hope to go and say, you know what? Yes, I'm going the right way. We just need to keep at it and keep going and getting to that point of, you know, really that experiment of, I don't know how good I could feel. I wonder if I could feel better. And so I kind of think in my mind, this or something better all the right. time. And it's so true. It's true. And the, the student became the teacher, although we're always students, you know, look, look at where this condition has brought you and you're mm -hmm. affecting and impacting many, many lives. And I'm, I'm just super excited to see where you go with all of this, because, you know, you, your voice and you're getting out there and you're, 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 you're showing people that they can do it just like you did. So good for you. Thank you. You're so sweet. Thank you, Nikki. Is there anything so um, for individuals to follow you or if somebody wants to have, you know, engage with you and have a conversation about diet and actually how to take those next steps to feel better? What's the best way somebody can get a hold of you? So everything is taste like nutrition. So my website is tastelikenutrition.com. Mm -hmm. All the social media is taste like nutrition. So you can reach out there. Um, the website though has what I just have a free assessment that sits on the website. You can sign up for it. The information comes directly to me, directly to my computer. I see it and I personally reach out to people to find out, you know, what is what what is it that that I can do to help, mm -hmm. whether it's just a short conversation or if yeah, let's get together, let's actually, you know, work together and see what we can do do to help. You know, I see people virtually, I see people in in person. I have clients mm -hmm. who are all over the country. I have, I have clients who are outside of the country. So um, I can, you know, it, I'm not limited, thankfully, um, right. you know, by location. So I'm always open to answer questions, to be a resource in whatever way I can. Um, yeah, that's it. That is incredible. And everybody that's listening, know that in the show notes and in the actual, you know, wherever you access this podcast, they will be um, her, uh, Nikki's website URL will be there. And that'll be just a great way. And a great first step to take these steps with Nikki is just book a free assessment with her. Have a conversation. She is unbelievable, sweet as all can be. And I would highly, highly recommend everything she says. So thank you so much, Nikki, for being on the show. Thank you, Matt. It was great. Thank you for joining us today. And I hope you left inspired. Leave us a five-star review and begin following us on your favorite podcasting platform. Also, if you are diagnosed with MS and want to join a supportive community, come join us on Facebook in the Identity of MS private group. In the show notes will be a link to join the community. Remember, you are good enough to heal anything, and I hope you give yourself permission to heal. Thank you.